tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in right now. Happy Monday. What's going on? Happy Monday. Yay. We're so glad to have you guys here. Um, yeah. And we're happy to be here. So did those- you have to work today? No. Oh, that's why I'm so happy. I had a half day, which was nice. But yeah, hopefully a lot of you guys out there didn't have to work today. Absolutely. I mean, if you can have President's Day off, you can have MLK Day off, right? Absolutely. Shout out to Days (laughs) Off. (laughs) And yes, so thank you guys so much for tuning in to Super Soul Sit Down, which is the after show show for Oprah's Super Soul Conversations. Excuse me, I went to the dentist today, so (laughs) we're trying to get it together over here. Thank you. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. So today we are talking Tina Fey. It's um, the reboot stage, family, balance, business, Saturday Night Live, the whole nine. And then, of course, we have our Super Soul poll, which Haley hosts on her Instagram stories. Oh, yeah. Yes. And our um, Own Your Soul segment. So make sure to stick around to the end. And we have some great news and gossip. But before we dive all the way into that, I am your excited to be here, very well-spoken and Super Soul host. Jamie Alexander. Yes, girl. Yeah. <laughs> and to my left is this amazing singer, pop Aww, fusion TV host, you. and beautiful Haley J. Hey guys, what's up, everybody? <laughs> so excited to be here talking about Tina Fey this time. Tina Fey, which is really interesting because I have to admit, I don't know a lot about Tina Fey. I see her here and there, but um, I don't see her all the time. So it was really nice to hear her talk about some things. So we're going to dive into that. But before we do that all the way, we've got to give a shout out to Martin Luther King on Martin Luther King Day. So we have a quote because he was just so eloquently spoken in truth. So this quote says, use me. God, show me how to take who I am, who I want to be and what I can do and use it for a purpose greater than myself. Hi. Like, that's kind of what we should all be doing, this right? This has been the repeated message of my life for the last week, stronger than ever. And it's like, I don't think it's a coincidence when you just see these things. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. It's like, synchronicity keeps coming up and oh, keeps yeah. coming up. So this is something I really want us to tune into, guys, because this is what we're here for. I believe, you know, God made us to do something, to serve a purpose greater than ourselves using the innate skills that we have. And since we're all different, who knows how that's going to show up? So... And even if we do things that are similar to someone else, no one can do it quite the way we do. Correct. And that's why you shouldn't try to be like everyone else because we're physically, mentally not supposed to be like everyone else. That's right. Your gift makes room for you and there's room for everyone to be individual. I love that. Yes, absolutely. So, yay, MLK. He's done so much for the community, but you guys know all that. So now we're going to jump in and talk about Tina Fey. So Oprah's on this 2020 Vision Tour, and I love it because they're Weight Watch community sisters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I love, I, I've known, well, I don't know Tina Fey, but introduced to her first from Mean Girls and then following her other work with um, Amy Schumer. No, I Amy can't. Her Paul. name escapes yeah, Polar. I almost Polar, added. thank you. Thanks for And that. just, I love the dynamic duo that they have. And something about her just really comes off as very real and honest. And she doesn't take herself too seriously. She seems like a hardworking woman with kids and a family. And she's trying to juggle it all. And she's very honest about that. So I really liked an even more in-depth look into her. And she didn't seem to be holding anything back. Exactly. And I love how simple she is. And not in like a simpleton type way. But just, I could relate to her. Because, yeah, like mm-hmm. you said, she's a mom. And I love how... She First, she was a writer. Then it was like, oop, drop weight. Might as well get on TV. You know, all those types of things. So I just kind of loved how her journey sounds just very similar to 
any it could have she could be any of us which is very relatable and i think that's why she's been around for as long as she has because she's not putting on any show she's just saying this is who i am this is my talent this is my worth and i'm funny which is obviously very helpful but she's just i think she's got what it takes to keep going yeah i absolutely agree so let's dive into what she said one of the favorite things that um I like that she said is that she's in the reboot stage. And I love that because on this show especially, we talk so much about ease, flow, grace, intuition, listening, the inner knowing. And when you get to a space where you can recognize, hey, this is a moment where I don't know if I'm going to just put out, put out and do right now. I'm going to fall back and kind of hear and listen to my inner voice to see what it is I'm to do next. And to know not to rush that is like... Very valuable and beautiful. At the I same think time. that's interesting perspective too, because we're basically taught to be go getters, to go after things. But mm-hmm. I definitely agree with you. There's a beauty in you can't rush everything, and that's one of my biggest struggles with pacing and just trying to get stuff done. But you know, I find myself making mistakes when I rush, so that can be applied to your everyday life. You can't just jump into things without making decisions because in your mind at the time you might be thinking I'm being proactive, but in reality you're not executing properly because you're just trying to get there. But do you even know what you're trying to get and why you're trying to get it? You have to figure out the core before making those leaps. Yeah, and reassess. And of course, reboot sounds just like a computer. There's times where obviously your computer needs to shut off. And if you have a PC, right, like you get so many pop-ups and little things could be viruses. PCs start to run really slow if they're running for a long time. So you shut it down and reboot. And normally when you bring it back up, not only are all those windows closed, but all the things that clean the system pop up, right? Like, yeah. do you want to activate this? Start, you know? And so just like a computer needs it, we need it as much. As sometimes it's a good idea to just, especially when you're as accomplished as her, you have the room. And I love how she has so much space to focus on her family. It's kind of clean out and then just see what comes up next, get some rest, and be open to the flow. And she seems to be reaching her goals in a very healthy way where yes. she can recognize that she's proud of what she's done, but she's also not so hungry for the next thing that she forgets to enjoy the moment as it's happening. And I think, unfortunately, with a lot of successful people, we see them getting so addicted to the high of success that they stop celebrating. And I've been learning a lot about that, too, that it's so important to celebrate the little wins along the way because that's how you're going to keep enjoying that feeling and wanting it. Because do you ever see people winning great awards and huge accomplishments and they don't even smile? Yeah. They're stone face. And to me, it's like, I don't think you're ever, I don't know if it's a, <laughs> a cool thing or what, but I, I just don't think you ever need to be too cool to be excited about any accomplishment. And you see a lot of that, though. And I'm sure yeah. it is because you just get so used to it. But we should always be excited for what greatness coming into our life. Yeah, I think people are hard on themselves. And just to, I have a little example of myself in that because I kind of used to be someone to just, I'd have a great party and be like, okay, that's great. But next month we, and it's like, Mm -hmm. hold on, girl. 267 people came to this party. This was your first, like, stop, you know? And you ask yourself, am I even at this party? Like, you know, come on. And right now I'm restart. I'm doing my YouTube channel and I'm, you know, really being consistent with my content and something I'm intending to grow. And I've gotten 22 new subscribers in the yeah, past girl. week. So sure, I need a thousand followers and 22 in the grand scheme of thing may not seem like a big drop in the bucket somewhere yes but it is so i've been celebrating that thank you to all my 22 new (laughs) subscribers i love you (laughs) and i'm excited that you exist so you're so right it's so good to just take a moment 
um, and do that. And it does seem like you said she's chasing her goals and accomplishing them in a healthy way, especially being a mom. I'm sure she needs, well, obviously she needs time for her two kids. She kind of shared how the time she had for her first child is very different from the time she had for her second child. Right. And what I really liked talking about her playing Sarah Palin for the first time, (laughs) it reminded me of what you said, because she talks about that she wasn't even that nervous to play this iconic role with so much pressure, people judging how she's going to do portraying this character. And she just said that she knew her life was in balance. She knew that she was doing the best she could. So if it worked out or if it didn't, she could still go home to a loving family. And it just made me think of what you speak on of being anchored and knowing yourself. And ultimately, you are untouchable when you get to that place. It's just getting to that place and then being able to stay in that place because I do believe you can do a lot of work to feel like you're there and maybe fall back down, which is okay, which is complete normal and human nature but I do think when you know what you have and you know your value you're a lot more willing to accept when things don't work out because your your perspective is different you don't see it as a huge failure you're just like oh okay next next thing next turn yeah it's not this you know it doesn't have to be as catastrophic as we might (laughs) make it yeah and I think that's something that you grow into if you have it right out the gate shout out to you but I think it's something you grow into as maturity because it's it as you were talking I'm just picturing this big beautiful tree with these deep roots it's going to be much harder for a storm to come by and knock over a tree with that is deep rooted than it is the analogy yeah you know <laughs> than like a twig that's just like oh my god i didn't get this and it's cracked snap done and what are we going to do to rebuild because my whole life just fell apart because this didn't work out but when you're planted and rooted and healthy whether something works out or not you're still standing and that is where you want to be And shout out to Oprah just for this ability to get people to completely open up because from what I know of Tina Fey is funny woman and that's what I expect from her. So thinking about it, she easily could have made a joke when things got serious, which a lot of people do. They kind of laugh their way out of things that are uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but she really went there even talking about her weight loss and that's a very real thing for people to not want to be on camera because they're not comfortable with their body. And even this expectation that may be on Weight Watchers, she has to still be counting points. And she's like, you know what, right now I'm not. Mm-hmm. And I probably will again when I want to do this particular role or be on camera. But she's very honest in how even her husband eating better too helps her. And that makes me yeah. think about, okay, in this case, we're talking about food. But the people we surround ourselves with, the kind of energy that we have in our lives is ultimately going to take toll on how we start to act. So just how important that is to choose your friends wisely and to be okay with cutting people out of your life. If they, It's not like everyone has to serve you all the time, but serve yeah. you in some form of happiness or motivation. I'm very happy to say that I think everyone in my life that I'm choosing to have in my life does make me better. Oh, I love that. And I, I feel like you feel it and you just... It's easier to let go of negative energy, too, when you're like, look at all of these great people. So it's just like, why do I need this? Right. You know what I mean? It's like, you just don't need it. And that's okay. Yeah, it's very true. It, it Being surrounded by good people, I love that because I remember an opportunity where a friend of mine found strength for herself through looking at a situation I went through. And I didn't mm-hmm. even know she was looking at the time. So you're right. When you're surrounded by people who share the same values yeah, maybe she's not counting points at the time, but like you said, with her husband cooking healthy, she's 
um, just by uh, environment and association, getting exactly what it is she needs to move forward. And just holding yourself accountable. It's kind of the thing. It's like how you do one thing is how you do everything. And I think you just start to to do those daily practices of Mm -hmm. little things along the way. And you find that it's so much easier to be held accountable for those bigger goals that you had in mind. And all those things are preparing you for what you want in the end. And um, she also talks a lot about comedy. And we see this a very fine line sometimes with comedy of what's off limits, especially in today's climate. Anyone, anywhere can be sensitive or upset by something. Yeah. And she does address that in theory of comedy. No, it shouldn't be off limits. But also you have to expect that people will get offended and... What do you think about that? I mean, I have a different point of view, and I know she has to... Definitely, like she said, I don't want to hurt anyone. And like she said, in today's political climate, it is still your job to be funny. Um, And a lot of things, when you're talking about it, it's not funny. But at the same time, I love comedy, and I, I really love being able to put a good old joke on something. I don't really feel sensitive, because... I watch black comedy and they go in, girl. We be talking about slavery. That's not funny, but we be talking about, you know, because it's it's like like you take your power back in a sense. You take your power back. It's like it happened. You know, it it can be funny. It's made for comic relief. And I really am bothered by everyone being so sensitive. Like even when Kevin Hart was, didn't have the opportunity to do the Oscars. I'm like, dude, he doesn't hate gay people. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, this wasn't a dig on, on, yeah, you know, this wasn't a dig on gays and I understand people, whatever, but it's like, he can up there talk about black folks. He can up here talk about people's mama, this, that, Mm -hmm. all these things. And it's just like, come on, this, it's a joke. This is comedy. That's what it's supposed to be taken for. And and let's just leave it at that. Comedy has always been a platform as a relief. Like, I I feel like, not that it started during the Great Depression or something like that, but I think um, a, there were a lot of hidden messages and political things that went on in comedy. And it was kind of like an underground thing where people went to get comic relief, but kind of talk about the things behind the scene and it's just it can be cool i don't want us to be so sensitive because yeah. it's not meant to hurt that's anyone the thing you have to go into i honestly love if i get to be made fun of i, I got to be hilarious. made fun of once but you feel like you're part of the show and yeah. you have to walk in the room knowing this is what it is if you feel like you're going to be very sensitive to it it's just not for you correct but again i i do like that she acknowledged that yes. you know in theory no but you have to be ready for that that's a part of the gig yeah and then talking about mean girls with uh, relational aggression. And I love how yeah. she called Oprah <laughs> out. She's like, you're showing it right now. Yeah. But <laughs> just this idea of, you know, we say we want to surround ourselves with positive people. And it's the same concept of finding people that support us. So calling someone ugly is not going to make you prettier. Right. And getting mad that you didn't get the job and they did is not suddenly going to make you get the job. So it's just like trusting that, you know, it's not always easy, especially if you find yourself in time after time after time you see everyone winning around you and you're not I think it's very normal to start to feel bad and even feel jealous but I think it's important to catch yourself in those moments and realize that these things are happening because it's supposed to happen for them and I need to trust that my time is coming yeah and then I also think that if we want to take it just you know maybe one step higher is that all the conversations we have we know good and well if someone has the audacity to call someone else ugly there it's a mere reflection mm-hmm. of themselves so there's something within them they don't like and when you're evolved enough to see that you take no we all know calling someone ugly isn't going to make you prettier however what is the deeper issue going on with the, mm-hmm. that person and those people with the social aggression 
emotions that and make wanting them, want to. them to feel pain the way yeah. that you're feeling Correct. pain. Yeah. So we have an opportunity to heal each other with that, but just on a basic level, for sure, it's it doesn't serve anyone. Um, a lot of people talk about Twitter, and I've seen some terrible things on Twitter. Tina Fey says she doesn't do Twitter because people are so cruel, but. I love Twitter so much. I love I'm Twitter. following the most awesome people <laughs> and I get so much knowledge and wisdom. So I think we need to think about these tools too and use them, you know, to our the best of our abilities so we're not being sucked into the dark side of things. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way when we pick our friends, it's the same things when we choose our words. It's the same thing when we think about what kind of entertainment we want to take in. So every light has a darkness associated with it, but it's choosing what side you want to be on. Correct. Which is not, like we said, it's not like it's always easy and it gets confusing. And sometimes people show you dark sides that you didn't know were there and you have to make really hard decisions. But I think that's the whole part of life and figuring it out. And you're going to be shown what's meant for you. You're going to be shown what you, it's like a, if you can't have what you want, but you get what you need type thing. I think that's a very real And we get it for ourselves. I've had times where I've had the ability to check myself because I was like, oh, why did I want to say, what was that little smart comment about Mm -hmm. Jamie? Like, what what was in you that made you feel sassy in that moment or whatever? So it's an opportunity to grow at the end of the day. (laughs) Yeah. And speaking of growing, she talks a lot about diversity and just having representation on camera of all walks of life. And she says, the more diverse the room, the better. And I love this. You know, I'm a quote girl. She says... You wouldn't make a soup with one ingredient and expect it to be good. Correct. And if there's one thing I can relate to, it's, you know, analogies with food. But it it makes so much sense, right? (laughs) Like, you don't put one ingredient and expect it to be good. You're always mixing things and cooking and making a melting pot, literally. So it's just like, if we applied that concept to so many more things in our life, it's kind of like a duh moment, obviously. (laughs) Like, you you need color. You need all different types of personalities. That's what makes something come alive. Yeah, exactly. Like when she was saying, how are you going to do a show about uh, Mexicans or even make a joke about, uh, you know, Mexican or heritage or anything or whatever it's going to be, whatever the narrative is going to be, but there's no Mexican in the room or, you know, so it just it makes it gives things such beauty when it has the flavors Mm -hmm. Um, that also makes me think of something kind of to a side. I was watching I was looking on Twitter and I think Tyler Perry had posted he writes like all his stuff and while I admire the workhorse and the you know the diligence he puts into the work there's also kind of like one there's a similarity and kind of one note to some of his pieces where it's like okay I can see that you don't have a writer's room Mm -hmm. it's just you and your perspectives which isn't terrible but it's it also you kind of it's a little less flavorful right Mm -hmm. after a while I feel that way sometimes um, with certain comics. When they have a very particular style, the first couple of times it's really funny, but then it's like, all right, this is, I know yeah. what show I'm getting already type mm-hmm. thing. But it's also you stick to your brand and your craft, so it is what it is with that. But it's, yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the hardest things about this industry is once you're on top, figuring out how to stay on top, getting people interested. And it's a great reminder to be humble because you just, you never know yep. who's around the corner. So it's just, that's such a, testament to being present too and enjoying where you are because you have no idea mm-hmm. what's around the corner and you just said something about beauty and it made me think about Tina Fey saying that the idea of not in which we've heard Oprah speak on this before growing up not particularly considered beautiful and how much of a blessing she sees Correct. it as because she I mean it makes a lot of sense if if you grow up with people just treating you like you're so special because you're beautiful I could see how you don't really feel like you need to develop more than just that but 
the ones that were not treated that way typically do have much more depth to their personality because they had to. And they had other ways to develop other aspects of themselves, not just, I'm pretty and that's it. And I think I already know the answer to this question, but she talks about other people being treated differently because they're beautiful. So do you yourself find yourself treating other beautiful people differently? Um, hmm. Maybe. I think we all have a natural bias. Like, I think we brushed over this, but all my friends are pretty. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's, like, an attraction thing or if it's just, like, oh, she's cute. We want to be friends. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't really know what it is. Although I do know for sure that I... I see beauty in everyone. For me, it's a smile. It's the mm-hmm. warmth. It's a that draws me to people. But yeah, we live in LA, and sometimes I can't tell. I think I do have the same bias mm-hmm. everyone else says. If we see someone that looks visually pretty, we're like, ooh, like the outfit becomes cuter, the makeup becomes more interesting, the hairstyle is more. I, I think don't know. It's a mix of, and I don't mean this in a conceited way, as like we think we're so gorgeous, but I think it's a little bit of relatability because mm-hmm. if you're like, oh, I like that outfit, I can tell she's got style. I like clothes, and you kind of figure out things that you connect with, mm-hmm. um, and maybe even a part of you wants to have something they have. Like I'll see myself watching a show because the cast is attractive sometimes, and I'm like why am I so into this show versus this one? And when I really thought about it, I realized the cast was more attractive. And then I felt super shallow. But (laughs) I was just like, I think a part of me just enjoys seeing beauty, which I don't feel bad about. I do believe that's a natural thing. But... It's and it's almost like with that a guy can hit on you and if if he's not attractive it can be creepy if he is attractive suddenly it's so romantic correct it does play a a huge role but then I think does that have to be a bad thing because if we're using our eyes to look and we're seeing physical beauty that's that but I also use my heart to see in different ways Mm -hmm. there's also people with other geniuses that just simply stand out beyond the rest if you are smarter at this or that or better at this or that like even some athletes like um let's say lebron james i don't mind i don't think he's like the sexiest guy and whatever but there's something sexy about him because of his other skills yeah well you know to each their own (laughs) to me it's not he's not modeling let's just say that like you You can definitely be attractive more than just in the physical yeah but because he can play ball because he has discipline because he loves his family all those other aspects and attributes would have me looking at him over somebody else so maybe we can just have space if it's beauty if it's beauty if it's loyalty it's loyalty if it's skill it's skill brains it's brains and just be cool with we like that better i guess yeah absolutely and i think at the end of the day maybe the attractiveness the outward appearance is what draws you in but we're not the girls that are going to stay if the guy's an asshole just cuz he's attractive Correct. it's like okay you got to offer me more than that beauty on a deeper level because ultimately those looks will fade and it's not going to be enough but and hopefully Tina- <laughs> the person has a chance to do it and i think that's what she was saying about not being a good looking teenager yeah. hopefully the people that got older and have a chance to be beautiful or are beautiful had a chance to like go through some other things so they have those layers and had Absolutely. a chance to build that up and attractiveness speaks so much louder when someone has confidence and a good personality you know how you can meet someone and maybe if you see them on an app you're not blown away but getting to know their personality you're like wow this yes. person just got 10 points with that uh-huh. So it's huge. And <laughs> she even talks about just being viewed losing weight and how people started reintroducing themselves to her. Isn't that crazy? What like do you, even do? you couldn't just... even see me before. Right? But you know where I related to that is in my hairstyles. So she said that um, 
it's important for people to quote unquote move through different bodies. Mm -hmm. And I was relating to that with hairstyles. When my hair is natural, I get a completely different attention than when it's long and curly, than when there's highlights, than when it's a short. And so I totally, I've had people do the same thing, completely did not recognize me because my hair went from natural to this. Are these people that you see pretty often? I've or? seen enough to where it's like, dude, like. What do you even say? You're like, we've met. Yeah, like, like, say that's, yeah like, that's all you can say. Or sometimes I just let it be. But it's wild because moving through different bodies or hairstyles or looks or stages, mm-hmm. it's very interesting. And it's because I think of the factor like, depending on what those people are into, they really might not have seen you before. Yeah. And I think it, it does depend if you are, say, in the AfterBuzz studio and you're meeting, like, 50 people at a time or something, <laughs> yeah. and then someone changes their hairstyle, like, oh, sorry, I might, because I've, I've right. done that. I've accidentally reintroduced myself to people, and you definitely don't mean anything yeah. in a bad way. But, but after interesting the third concept time, of like, what people notice. Yeah. And yep. it being treated differently is, especially in L.A., like, that is a very real thing. I've never witnessed someone being turned down from a club but I can't. Oh my God. I, I just can't even. I wouldn't even want to go to a place that would do that. If I was with someone and they did that, I'd be like, we're all leaving. Like, yeah, absolutely. You know, like that's yeah. just. That's terrible. And it happens. She talks about taking a more serious um, turn. She does talk about lessons that have taken her the longest to learn. And this is what I would like us to answer as well. Oh, God. The thing. <laughs> So, okay. I did have to think about this one. Yeah, I kind of feel like um, it has something, just so I don't take too long to think about it, because I will sit here and try to really come (laughs) up with it. But I think that everything doesn't have to be done right now. I used to put a lot of pressure on myself to get things done. Now, if I'm inspired by something and want to create something, I don't have to do it now. Like, I think I've said this before, but I know I'm going to write a book. The old me would have tried to have that book done by the end of the week. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The new me knows, okay, I might do that book at 40. It's in there. I don't know. We'll see. But this is where I'm going to align with Tina Fey and allow the reboot when it comes up. And and just your story. Yeah, my story will evolve. I don't know. It's there. But it took me a long time to learn not to put the pressure on myself to get things done, do this, do that. I have uh, stepped into a space of ease and flow where I can accept okay, I want to do that, but maybe it won't be today or tomorrow. But So it allows It'll me to plan and not pressure myself. It's hard to be creative with pressure, and Ugh, you know? Yes. So that probably took me a while to learn that because I didn't understand. I'm like, I don't get it. I'm talented. I showed up. I did the work. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't understand. I think that goes back <laughs> to that, just like forcing things to happen. Force. We're literally taking kind of the universe and shoving it all in one space when it's saying, whoa, we're not ready for you to be there yet. Yeah. Chill out. Hold on. It's going to be work okay. on that too. Yeah. <laughs> I, that was so, it took me a long time to learn, but I, I think I'm getting a hang of it in such a good way. Cause even yesterday I had a thought like, okay, this is something I want to change. That would have stressed me out before, but now I can see because I've seen things change over time. And if I did not take the time to acknowledge the change, I would have missed it because mm-hmm. the change was so gradual and it took so long, well, longer than I would have guessed that I'd miss it if I didn't re look, revisit the situation to acknowledge the change. But the mm. things we're asking for are always there. Most of the time we're not looking at it because it doesn't look exactly the way we thought and it was going to unfold. And too fast to see Yeah. It. So huh. I'm That's so glad for, yeah, that growth in myself. What about for you? So... I had to think about this one, and I think it comes down to wanting everyone to like me and accepting that there are people that are not always going to like me, and there's going to be just people that nothing bad has to happen, but we just maybe don't click, and that's okay to 
to accept that just not everyone is going to be in your life and not everyone is going to want to be your friend. And it's okay to just be happy with what you have because I am surrounded by so much love. And I think about that all the time, how lucky I am to have the family and the friends. So I think it's a blessing that it does stand out to me as much when it doesn't. But if I, you know, a certain person at work or a job or something doesn't go according to my plan, I'm, I immediately just feel like, no, like, what did I do wrong? And then just accepting that I did the best I could and not, you don't vibe with everyone and not everyone is going to be wanting to sip your Kool-Aid and yeah. I don't think that's an expression but, but. This Kool-Aid is good though you know <laughs> you know it's just like yeah. that's okay yeah. so I'm embracing that and accepting that that's a good one I think I'd have to put that on my list too because that used to bother me too like mm-hmm. but what did I do what did I say I didn't you just like, want to be people pleaser yeah exactly which is kind of like Tina Fey's and she feels like she got over it. she was a pleaser she don't have to be so obedient and she learned to say no and she's happy with that and she talks about her 2020 vision and very in alignment of what we talk about, just wanting to be present so she can hear what the hell she's supposed to do next. Oh, right? That is so everything. And it's good. It's great for us to repeat it because different people are going to hear it in different ways and receive it differently. But it's so my it's, book just said. What happened that? You just said exactly what my book was saying oh, earlier. Yeah. It's like many people will read this and each one will get a different kind of message. Yeah, and they'll receive it differently. Or and I guess it's yeah. what questions in your mind you're subconsciously asking. That's Correct. how you'll receive the message. Yeah. So hopefully mm-hmm. at least these few times somebody's receiving just be present and to relax and yeah. to let things flow because they will. I am doing better when I catch myself drifting or if I'm not focusing, I say, all right, where'd you go? Come back. And I just like, I just have a healthier self-talk now where instead of being like, oh my God, why am I stressed out right now? You have no reason to be stressed out. Why are you rushing? I'm like, I literally said the other day, you have no reason to rush. You have time. And I had to say it, but I did that whole practice of say the words out of your mouth to hear it back in. And that did help. I was just like, what you rushing for, girl? Yeah. Chill out. I find myself doing... I literally <laughs> tell myself the same thing because I do... I We get this sense of anxiety or panic or oh, I have yeah. to be here and there's so many things to... Oh, hold on, Jane. Just... Even you, you doing time. that just now, I'm like, oh, yeah. it's that go, go, go mentality, mm-hmm. but it's trapping us. It's going to kill us one day and yeah. I don't want to... I'm literally running. I don't want to run out of time. I can... I have to tell myself, like, Jamie, you can only pretty much do one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. So do that first. If it takes an extra five minutes, it is what it is. Like, girl, I just can't be pressed for nothing these days because it does take up too much space and energy. And when you think about (laughs) it, to do one thing at a time and really do it correctly is probably going to save you time because now you're not going to have to go back and fix what you messed up because you were rushing. Correct. And look at that. Or ran out the house and (sighs) forgot something you needed. Or, you know. Ready for wine. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, this was really good. Um, I did really like what she talked about, too, now that we're talking about rushing and moving around, is being the little old lady in New York just running around and still moving and telling people what's going on. Oh my gosh. I we don't want to rush too much, but I know yeah. that we have to get to our segments too. Oh, wow. We, I feel as like we're I talking about not rushing, we do have to get to that. Minutes. I feel like that jumped really quick. Either this way, is, this was a fun conversation. Tina, there was so much we could talk about and we always get carried clearly, away. We always do. Yes, but let's jump into the Super Soul poll, which brings us to another great um, point of Tina's. We talk about, about wellness and mm-hmm. sleep and 
and how important that is in your life in general, just to really focus on getting the right amount of rest at night. And we talked about, are you getting enough sleep this week? And we have 35 that say yes and 65% say no. And one of my favorite comments was just someone writing, LOL, 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 just being like, of course I'm not getting (laughs) enough sleep. But it's, that's something I think we all need to work on. And thankfully there's a lot of resources out there and it doesn't have to be you know any heavy drugs i'm down with a little marijuana or cbd it's always helpful but um yeah you can do it in really healthy ways and this does bring me to what i wanted to share with um can i jump the gun and do our news and gossip yes absolutely news and gossip and gossip so Oprah's meditation with Deepak Chopra is coming up. It's her 21-day free meditation experience. I did it last year. It's awesome. Yeah, I did it last year, too. You did? Yeah, Yeah. so cool. You just play their videos, so they completely guide you through it. If you're not completely comfortable with meditation, it's listen for as long as you want. There's really no guidelines or rules, and that's why I find myself being drawn to this type of thing. So you'll get an email every day of the 21-week series. It's going to start February 3rd, and it's going to go to February 17th. And like I said, sign up. We we um, put the link for you guys in our description, so you'll be able to sign up. And each day you'll get an email. If you miss it, no big deal. It's just really silencing the mind, and I think it's really important and very on-brand for what we've been discussing. Yeah, and just to throw in a quick side note, you can meditate in 30 seconds. If you can only get yourself to a 30-second moment, that is still meditation you don't feel you don't have to sit there for 30 minutes like a guru so you can still get benefits and value I love that. if you there's just no rules moment. to it it's Correct. what feels good for you yes and so last but not least um we are going to jump into our special segment own your soul your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now Oh, you better get it, calm voiceover. You better get it, girl. <laughs> so what do you have? I feel like we kind of gone over some things, but what do you think you're going to do this week to own your soul? I want to continue what I've been doing. I'm proud of myself to be reading more. And <gasps> oh, I love just that. what you said about it could take 30 seconds. My goal is literally two pages, and cool. the book I'm reading is about two to three page chapters. So I picked a goal I can actually obtain, and I've been sticking to it, and I really like it. It's just the book, um, Esther Hicks, Asking It Is Given. And I'm just, it gets the vibes right. It definitely does. I love that. Congratulations. I'm proud of you. That's awesome. I love that. I've been hearing read more, read more, read more constantly. So you're on my vision boards. I'm like, I have to, you can't trust yourself if you don't show up for yourself. So yeah, I do it. I'm doing it. Yes. I think my, I'm going to own my soul this week by, um, it's not just remaining positive and optimistic, but when I see something that I consider an obstacle or something that needs to be done, approaching it with a healthy timeline and just being open about how the change unfolds instead of being pressed about what it needs to look like. Um, Just for a really quick example, I know that I'm not too happy with my neighborhood, but I love my apartment. But I think my attachment to my apartment could be holding me back. So instead of I'm releasing that and just allowing whatever's supposed to come to come without the pressure of let me go look for a place, let me do this, do that. I'm just going to be calm about the things that come to my plate. So that's different for me, and that's how I'm going to own my soul. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, let us know how you're going to own your soul. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll catch you the same time, same place next week, Mondays at 6.15 p.m. Please follow us both online. You can follow me on Instagram at Jamie Alexander. And please, on YouTube, subscribe because I'm growing my channel. And I'm Haley J. You can find me Instagram and Twitter at HeyJ, H-A-Y-J underscore 
Be looking for my Sunday poll, our Super Soul poll, where we're bringing you questions. We want your input. So love you guys. Thank you. like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content, and be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.